Hey, hey, we're back once again. Dr. Z, who do we have with us today? Yeah, so we have Enrique Acosta Gonzalez. <laughs> and Enrique is a business and leadership development coach and mm. also a veteran. Yeah. So Enrique, take it away. Tell our listeners something about your background and what's been going on with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, Professor P, Dr. Z, thank you for allowing me to share a little bit about, about me, my history, my background. Uh, quickly, uh, I am from Puerto Rico, raised in the Bronx, great, uh, great compatriot from the Caribbean to the concrete jun- jungle. Uh, mm, wow. And then, uh, and then joined the, joined the Navy right out of, out of high, high school. Mm-hmm. And um, it was an adventure that I was looking forward to. Had uh, some Air Force ROTC. Uh, so, so, so Professor P, a little okay. in there. Um, <laughs> some background and I knew right from that program that I did want to go into service. Although my first try was air force, they wouldn't take me. What? So the said, yeah, they wouldn't take me, but that's okay. 26 years later in the Navy was blessed to be at the highest levels of enlisted force. Um, I was one shot. So I retired as an E eight, Nice, uh, but had a three, four, uh, commands that I was uh, senior enlisted over. And wow. That was just uh, such a great experience. Yeah. Thus leading you to your wheelhouse today, leadership, mm-hmm. right? Right, right. Tell right. us all about that. And I don't know if you want to go into We talked a little bit off camera about how I was interested in hearing about how you made that transition from 26 years military because you... Yeah get conditioned, correct? You get conditioned into this military way of life. And how was the adjustment? That's what I really want to know. And what do you have a caveat or two that you can share with people that to help them if they may be listening in and a tip or an idea that might help them as they get ready to make their transition? Because it clearly is a lot personally to deal with going from military back to civilian life. Yeah, I think what's important to note is that transition is always we are always transitioning yeah right and just think just think about the what it takes to go to the store to the parking lot to the you are always making transitions right so what i try to do is to demystify the the you know the taboo around that word because we are always doing it it's yeah. nothing different mm. what is different though and, and it is critical for uh, service members to realize for whatever amount of time you were in service, the mm. world learned to live without you. Mm. And that's very sobering when you start to think about it. Mm-hmm. So I, for 26 years, I was hit away in this other world. Yeah. It, although the the time is parallel, right? So it's almost like you have a divergence and then you're uh, on parallel streams of time. Mm-hmm. But the world, they really got used to not having you around. Mm. And so it's difficult to try to come back, right? It's like uh, you left as a baby and you came back at 18 and you're like, I'm a grown adult now. Give me what I need. Give me what I want. Give me what I deserve. And they're like, we didn't even know you existed. <laughs> you're still alive <laughs> you're, you're alive 
yeah, yeah. You, we forgot about you. Yeah. And so the tough, the toughness of transition is that piece. Mm-hmm. How do you go from being forgotten about mm-hmm. to all of a sudden I'm ready for a job at the executive levels and I'm ready for to, to lead teams and I'm ready. You, you have to get that adjustment right. And yeah. you don't have to start from scratch like some people would tell you you have to. Mm-hmm. But you do have to realize that there's a reacquaintance that needs to happen. And the sooner you can get to that, the, the, the better you'll be. Yeah. So dive into that a little bit. How? Give us an example. How did your reacquaintance go? Are you talking <laughs> um, career-wise or personal and professional life? I would imagine it's, both. Yeah, it's both. It's both. So you, so let's take, for instance, I came to Orlando. The last time I was in Orlando was 1989. Mm-hmm. You think, I don't know anybody. Wow. I had my father-in-law, so thankfully I had him. Mm-hmm. But he didn't know anybody, right? Yeah. So, so it was like coming to a, 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 a brand new canvas, let's say. Okay. You're, you're, so now you have to figure out how do you paint this thing? Yeah. And the beauty is that you get to do it. Yeah. Right. You're not forced to do it. You get to do it. And mm-hmm. so paint, paint <laughs> what you want, paint it and do it. Put the mm-hmm. colors down. But some people want a, a prepared canvas with, yeah. with already, you know, basically just color the numbers. That's it's not like that here. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a blank canvas. You got to yeah. make it. And so those that are, curious enough, those that are daring enough, those that are courageous enough can really do a job on that transition. Yeah. And you'll never even realize that they were ever part of the force because now they're in there and they got their dream job and they got, and they're doing what they thought they could do for mm-hmm. those that are waiting for paint by colors. That's not available. That's and, interesting. Yeah. Because thinking about that from an entrepreneurial <laughs> perspective, because if you, you know you're coming out of corporate America, where you're basically told what to do, when mm-hmm. to do, how to do. Kind of similar. Yeah. And then going into where you basically call the shots. Yeah. And there is this that's a mindset shift. It's like your brain needs time to catch up to the reality of that situation. It makes me think about, so Ramey, he, Ramey Albatrari wrote this book. He was our, one of our earliest um, podcast guests. He wrote this book about, um, can you really think and grow rich? And he talked about how he sold everything, all of his businesses to get a chance to work with one person, one man. Wow. And I thought about that. He actually created the chaos. He created the chaos that he needed to propel him into his ultimate dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I Isn't think it? that, yeah, that transition, he created that for himself. Yeah. And, the, and uh, you people see chaos as a bad thing. And when you're in it, yeah, it looks bad. <laughs> it's like, what's going on here? <laughs> but only, only through the storm, and up to, we're talking about storm here in Florida coming up, right? <laughs> only with the storm of chaos can you sift out 
but it's not solid. Mm. Because everything that's not solid get carried with the wind. And so yeah. you're left with what's solid. And so chaos is not a bad thing if you go into it with the right mindset you right. mentioned. You have to understand that chaos comes so that you can sift out what's not permanent. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Boy, this, this is getting deep now. Yeah, yeah. We sometimes end up deep. <laughs> Earlier, it made me think of an old cartoon. Help me, Mr. Wizard! Where a guy, his character would get into trouble and his wizard would magically pull him out of the storm. <laughs> yeah. So take us now, leadership, you're in the wheelhouse. You got all this 26 years of experience being in the military. How has that served you? What it, give us an idea of what your world looks like today. Yeah, the, the beauty of leadership, and, and especially now in today's force, is that there's a lot of civilian training mm. that occurs in military settings. So, you know, the... the uh, Covey's, the Maxwell's, yeah, uh, all of the the Cinex and all of that, they are now in contract with the government. Nice, and all so the big guns. Get, yeah, yeah, you get a lot of civilian perspective leadership uh, uh, tools mm, okay. uh, that help. Uh, before, you, and, and you you may know, uh, Professor P, you 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 got on those on those footprints right when you got out of the uh, of the bus and from then on out it was yelling and screaming and and everything was <laughs> a whole new world <laughs> whoa hold on i just signed up for this so but but uh they bring that chaos like i said to get get uh, get rid of the stuff that's not permanent and then we can build from there and they mm. do that with a purpose so when we bring in these civilian based leadership gurus we will mm. say they they add to that mm. and so what they bring is the empathy <laughs> that the military mm. tells you, you you shouldn't have yeah uh, they bring that in because they have realized that leadership is about people not about resources it's about that human and not a a, a soldier right yeah uh you know this uh, captain america version uh, right. And and so now they're appealing to more heart-centered driven leadership perspectives and and tools mm. to help you lead that person because mm -hmm. you you did 4 and you said okay that was good. I did 26, okay, that was good. And mm -hmm. then we became civilian. So we're always civilian. We're always civilian. Mm -hmm. It's just that we wear different uniforms. Yeah. And um and so what I like about that is that for me, it allowed me to start to treat people like people early okay. on. And through those leadership models that were brought in, they reinforced that. And so the transition between my experience in leadership mm. and the leadership today is not that far off. Mm. Now, had you done that back in Vietnam, it, you'd have got two different leaders, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. even still, right? Today we talk about transition. Even still today, there are some leaders that gravitate to the more authoritarian type yeah. of style. 
Yeah. They don't do well when mm. they come out. Mm. Yeah. So, so I'm happy to say that the military has done a good job in introducing that civilian version mm. enough for us as leaders today to be able to transition well when it comes to leadership. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then now what levels of leadership do you work with? Do you work with people who mm-hmm. like are aspiring leaders or do you work with people who are already in leadership positions, but just desire to be that much better? Mm-hmm. Or do you even work with people who want to change their leadership style? Maybe? Mm. I would say all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that jokingly, uh, but, uh, but, but real. Um, in entrepreneurship, right? What's the first thing they tell you? Your product's not for everybody. Right. Yeah. All everybody's not your customer. Right? right. You got to phone. You got to hone down who that person is, so you can serve them right. Mm-hmm. In my case, my product is leadership development. Okay. It is for everybody that wants to grow. Mm-hmm. It is not for somebody that's okay where they're at. Okay. Yeah. So. Because I'm going to force that growth where mm. I see. And when I deal with, like, say, a brand new leader that says, hey, I'm not in a position yet, but when I get there, I want to mm. be ready. I yeah. love that. Mm. I absolutely love that. That is that is a true sign of leadership. Don't wait till you get in the position. Be ready so that when that position comes, you're about as, as round up as you can be. Mm. Yeah. And you'll do your people well. So, so we have that. And when I speak to folks, it's usually like a threefold. One is one-on-one. Hey, Enrique, I'm having issues. I need to get this right. Mm-hmm. Help me clear my mind. Okay, good. Another one is, hey, Enrique, I see what you're doing. I would love to work with you for the next three months. I'm looking to transition into a higher position or or paid position. Mm -hmm. And I know that's going to require something out of me that I probably don't have right now. So let's work. And so we'll get into a little contract, three, six, nine, 12 months, however it may be. Mm -hmm. And then the other is, Hey, Enrique, I heard, and I saw your video on time management. I absolutely, Mm -hmm. can you come and talk to my group? And Mm -hmm. so then we'll do some corporate setting type of training around Mm -hmm. a subject matter. So, you know, through those mediums like that, I kind of catch all those little levels of leadership development or those that want leadership development. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah. And, and in a nutshell, yeah, it is kind of for everybody that wants to develop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the machine is humming along pretty well. <laughs> Question is, how was it when you first started? What were the growing pains? <laughs> We're stacking questions here, but <laughs> look, I tell you, uh, in entrepreneurship, be ready to be by yourself a little bit <laughs> <laughs> because, um, in my line of work, and I was speaking about this earlier today, mm. in my line of work, there is a lot of credibility that needs to be had mm. in, in order for someone to even consider you a viable option for their development needs. Yeah, they're going to look you up and they're going to see what kind of pedigree you got. Mm. All right. And they're going to, they're going to look for certification. They're going to look for who you've been involved with. Mm. They're going to, and, and if I was looking for development, I'd be doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Due diligence, especially for those listening, if you want to develop, do your due diligence on who you're going to 
turn over your life to because it's very important. Mm. And so at first, you know, like I said, they, they learned to live without me. I had to build some type of reputation. I had to build right. some type of um, visible resume, not mm. just on the, on the paper, something that they could say, Hey, let me listen to this guy talk about crisis management. Mm-hmm. Let me talk. Let me listen to what he has to say about mind shifts. Let, let's, so that's why I went to podcasting. Okay. <laughs> because that's where you actually get to hear me speak about this, that, and the other that relates to leadership development. Yeah. Outside of that, you'll just have a website and you can't get much from there. Yeah. So it was lonely at first. And I was, you know, praising my own self, like, oh, that was a good one, brother. You should keep going. So early on then, what did you do to get clients? Yeah. Or some of the one or two things that you can help other coaches who are just starting out as leadership developers, coaches. Yeah. Well, you have to settle on the fact that if you are not courageous, you won't get a client. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you won't. They're not, they're not out there waiting for you to open your doors. <laughs> you got to be courageous. So you got to do some things that require courage. Podcasting was one of those things for me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, now you're on a video. Now you're on. Now they, they get to play back what you said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, but you said this. Oh, did I? Ooh. <laughs> so, so it takes a lot of courage to do that and get out there and just put your stuff put it out there so that people can see and get a taste of, right? This is where you, the people get a taste of what you can, you can do. Yeah. Um, putting on webinars when it was free. Yeah. You know, you gotta be smart. It just can't be free and that's it. It gotta yeah. be free. And I'm going to show you the door of, of the paid option, right? Um, yeah, the value ladder. You, you gotta, yeah. you gotta get your marketing, right? You gotta get your, your, um, your wording right. What are, who yeah. are you targeting? That's yeah. another right. thing. Right. At first, you think, like we said, oh, everybody's not your c- customer, and that is a fact. Right. Who is it? What do they look like? Have you actually personified that person? Mm. Yeah. Do you That's even know what point. they look like? Yeah. What they <laughs> like, what they don't like. You got to have that. And yeah. so if if I was to start all over again, that definitely would have been on top of my list. Mm. Who mm. is it that I want to talk to? Yeah. And who is it that I don't want to talk to? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you do have a very defined niche. I mean, I imagine that evolved over time. Right. So yeah. how did you find your, your sweet spot, basically? Yeah, good question. I, I got help. I got help. That's another thing. Hey, you okay? You could be CEO of whatever you want. Go ahead, mm-hmm. have at it. <laughs> if you think you could do this by yourself, you sadly mistaken. And you'll learn quickly when the when the bank is chirping <laughs> because, <laughs> it, because it needs some funds. <laughs> um, I just I I started to network with people that I knew I would potentially have to work with later on Mm, okay and so yeah maybe maybe at first there was no sign of a collaboration or anything like that but sooner or later 
you're going to need somebody. And it's best if you build a relationship with somebody that you can trust mm. and then later on maybe hire them than mm. trying to find somebody you need to hire tomorrow. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and because, because then you're going to, you're just going to be picking from, uh, from a position of haste and you don't want to do that. Yeah. So sure. I built relationships with people that I thought were doing a good job. I had a list of things that I knew I potentially would have a need for later on. And through those relationships and learning who they were and what they provided and how they did it is how I started to ease them into my, my basically my workforce. Right. Okay. Uh, and so you yeah. got to be strategic about that, but you have to also do your due diligence about that person. And the best way of doing that is over time in a relationship. Yeah. Building your team. Yeah. Definitely got to yeah. think in terms of building a team. Who do I need on that team? Yep. It, it, the the big catchphrase these days, which has really caught fire, is it takes a village. <laughs> but it truly does. It <laughs> takes a small village of people to get on your team, however you want to, you know, frame it up. It takes all of that. So with that said, who would you say is was the most influ influential to help you really like springboard you to really start to scale up. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to give credit to my advisory board, right? My, my board okay. of advisors are, were picked, handpicked. They mm -hmm. were handpicked, but because of the reasons that I told you, these were experts that not only served at the highest levels of the military, mm -hmm. but also had the business acumen and were successful at business. Mm -hmm. They either led the highest levels of schools in mm -hmm. leadership, ethics, morality, all those, or they actually have million dollar companies. Mm -hmm. And so I surrounded myself. My first team was my board of advisors. That was my first team. Nice. <laughs> and, and it was, it was important because uh, in my work line of work, we have mentioned uh, credibility. That's mm -hmm. important. Well, this group of, of individuals brought that from day one. Mm -hmm. And so if somebody's like, Oh, let, let's see what Enrique is about. Oh, I don't know about that. This, then the other, let's, let's see who he's getting advised by. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. It's a done deal. <laughs> <laughs> nice. When they look at that, when they, they look at those five uh, uh, gentlemen, mm -hmm. they're going to be like, Whoa, Okay, so if he's getting advice from them, it, it should be good, and mm. and it is. These they, they, they don't play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So real quick, ask okay. ask yourselves, people out there listening, who do I need to have on my dream dream team? Dream team, mm -hmm. yeah, I remember right? that dream team. Yeah. Um, how has COVID, you know, and the pandemic, you know, like we're still coming out of it. Yeah. How has that affected leadership? Because obviously supply chain, you mm. know, that that was a chaos that nobody yeah. could anticipate yeah. coming. Good, good question. Yeah. Well, I tell you, uh, COVID's not left anywhere. <laughs> no. I, there's you you may not hear about it, but if you if you have your ears to the news, they're talking about another pandemic. Yeah. Mm, yeah. There some some cities and states 
are remandating masks. Mm -hmm. Just because you don't hear about it, this thing yeah. ain't go nowhere. Right. And it affected yeah. me uh, personally mm. uh, in terms of loss. Yeah. But it also uh, it also provided an opportunity. And let me tell you about this. Okay. When we were so busy running and flying and going and visiting and we didn't have to do that. Yeah. I do everything right here in my house. Mm. Everything that I used to do, I still do here. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, this morning I had a session. I'm doing a podcast now. Uh, tomorrow I have another thing. You know, I'm still as busy as as I was, except that I get to you know stay at home a lot more. Yeah. And yeah. um, but but that uh, crisis has not uh, gone away. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just not talked about anymore. Um, yeah. So what it did for me was that it helped me streamline what I provided. And that was the blessing behind it. Now I don't have to leave my family for two weeks because I got to travel to Hawaii or Japan or, you know, yeah. I could do it all here. All I have to do is adjust when I speak right in mm -hmm. front of my studio, uh, mm -hmm. what time and, and, and I can handle that. And that's much easier, but it, it did provide a lot of opportunity to think outside of the box and realize that, there was a lot of hustle and bustle in my, in my line of work that was not necessary. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I'm wondering what was, so I tell this story quite frequently in real estate. I flipped houses for a few years mm. and I will never forget walking. So I went on this bus tour and it was an all day event. You did half the, the morning was classroom running numbers. The afternoon was the fun part. You hop on the bus and you go to all these different houses and you see one that's like horrible right there. It's like a hoarder house or this or that. And so you run the numbers and you, then you end up at a finished house. You're like, wow, this is what it should look like when I'm done. I remember walking to my car and going, you know what? I can do this. So where I'm leading you to here is what was that moment when you're like, wow, I truly believe that I got this leadership coaching thing. Tell us a little bit about how that evolved. Well, that started in the military. Mm -hmm. So my, my, uh, my whole, and if you look at my logo, right, you see the trident, which is, uh, you know, significant of C, right. Mm, uh, yeah. Yeah. My, in the military, we have what we call a cookie. And most of us, most of us have a variation of that in the air force. It may be round in the military, in the Navy and the coast guard. It's uh, like an oval uh, cookie. And it, it usually says senior command, senior enlisted or command master chief, command senior chief. So mm -hmm. this is uh, kind of like representative of my service and my last years of, of service. Mm -hmm. But it was at, it was in the military where I realized that I could do this because I was doing it, mm -hmm. except they weren't paying me for it. Yeah. <laughs> but but <laughs> what, what, what I loved about that was that the military provided me an opportunity to see my potential. Okay. Mm, okay. Because like I told you, they integrated and brought in some civilian concepts. Mm -hmm. And so I was using those same civilian concepts on sailors mm -hmm. and seeing results. Wow. I tell you, uh, 
my last duty station, they sent me to a, a command. Uh, they had 50 people total, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the military complement was very, very, very small. Mm-hmm. They were basically a, 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 a command hit away. Okay. Nobody, nobody bothers anybody in Hawaii. <laughs> okay. <Right? laughs> Never uh, did not have awards, did not have recognition, did not have this, then any other. Mm. In the three years I was there, and no, 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 this is not an account completely to me because it takes two to tango, right? Mm. I can bring in whatever concept I want. If somebody don't want to do it, they just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but we had a great relationship. I brought it. They received it and did it. Mm. And so within three years, that that command went from non-existent to the best in the claimancy. Wow. They won uh, uh, an award for uh, having 100% qualification. Mm-hmm. They won an award individually. One, one of my sailors won the best sailor in the entire community. Wow. wow. One of the chiefs, uh, the Navy had done away with the warrant officer program. Yeah. They brought it back that year. One of my chiefs got selected for that. Wow. I mean, it, it was like boom, 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 boom. And it, and it was through taking those concepts, Mm. giving it to them in a military setting and watching them flourish. Mm. And when I saw that, I said, if I could do it here yeah. with a, with a command that most people forgot about, mm-hmm. I could do it out there. Nice. What is it that makes you successful? Like if you, I don't know, can you pin it down to one thing? Is it you or is it the person or is it mm-hmm. just the timing of the two? <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot, there are a lot of things, a lot of factors. Mm-hmm. But w- I, I would have to say the the most important factor is that I know my purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay. So whether it's today, tomorrow, five years from now, I know exactly what my purpose is. Mm-hmm. And the person that knows their purpose, it doesn't matter what environment they're in, they're going to fulfill it. Mm-hmm. So you knowing your purpose, but then they have to know their purpose too. You have to get them to understand that there is a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not, not too many people like to, you know, we like, don't change me. Right. <laughs> I'm not asking you to change me. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. You're going to be somebody else tomorrow <laughs> mm. because already we're having a conversation about change and I'm going to throw something at you. And when you get home, you're going to be thinking about that something. So it's inevitable. But as a person that understands their purpose, helping somebody else be clear on theirs is what causes the action. And Mm -hmm. once the action takes place, the entire purpose is fulfilled. And so it's it's that. For those that don't know, they'll know. Uh, Spend five minutes with me. Yeah. And we'll get you there. Yeah. So that said, what is your purpose? <laughs> yeah, my, my purpose is to enable folks to understand that they were created on purpose. 
Mm. A lot of people feel like, you know, oh, I don't even know why I'm here. Mm. Well, that's where I come in. Yeah. We'll figure that out. And by the time we're done, you're not the only one that's going to be changed. Yeah. And and did you do that in the military also with the, with with the new recruits? You know, they're just out of high school. You know, some of them definitely don't know what. I don't want to say definitely don't, but for the majority, I think they don't know what their purpose is, yeah. or they just. So that so it's funny that you bring that up because I left that group out of my hey they did this that and the other yeah. <laughs> And at our command, we had the greatest proportion of young sailors that went from zero to E5 in two years. Wow. Those, those sailors were no joke. But you have to give yourself credit, right, as, as, a, as a person that's creating an environment. Mm. You have to give yourself credit. I created that environment. Mm. No one at that command was less than. It didn't matter what rank they had. Mm. And when you tell people that, especially young people, that they actually have a say, mm -hmm. and then they're explained to as to why things are happening, they get just as involved as a person that's, you know, working on this for a lifetime. And mm. what you see is they start taking ownership over their purpose. And so the young people, all they want to know is, they can I can I contribute? Can I bring this? I yeah. know what I got. And for and to and to not have an old person tell them, no, that's not how we do it. Yeah. You know, so I created an environment where people could thrive, bringing in what they had at the time, in order for them to understand what they have for the long time. Yeah, it's like the coach that has a team full of players, pick your sport, and the coach looks at the best coaches. They look at the player, what are their strengths? Mm -hmm. And then they, especially in football, they design the game plan to make best use of their talents. So they put them in the right position. They figure out what their strengths are and let them run. And it sounds like that's what you did, created an incredible culture. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy I was blessed to be there at that time. Mm. Um, being in Hawaii, I was happy anyway. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take too much to make me happy. I was already happy. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that the environment is key. And as like, like parents, right? We get out of our children what we allow our that environment to, to, to bring out of them. Yeah. And we have to be caretakers of that environment. And a lot of times we forget that by our own, you know, things going on in our life, that we're still responsible for the environment. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you want to shelter them, if you want to expose them, that's, that's all, your call. But the environment is what brings out the best in your your kids, and so I brought that into the command, and 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 any one of them will tell you, you know, if a if an E seven was wrong, I tell them they were wrong right there in front of everybody. It didn't mm -hmm. matter to me because it wasn't for 
embarrassment. Mm. It was so that everyone knew that when you're wrong, you own it. Mm. And that's okay. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to beat you down about it, but own it and change it. And everybody understood that no one was bigger than anybody. Mm. And, and, and it worked. Nice. Yeah. Wow, that's really, that's impressive, you know. <laughs> yeah. So what now? What's, what are your plans with the, the business and you're doing podcasting and I'm seeing you out there everywhere, especially on LinkedIn. That's a great place to be. What's the yeah. future hold for the business and your dreams and aspirations? Yeah, I'm glad you, you mentioned LinkedIn because you know, when, when you're in business, you got to pick your platform, right? Yeah. You can't be an octopus. Uh, people try. Yeah, uh, my my clientele reside in in the platform LinkedIn, right? Yeah. Um, now there, there's other people, and I'm unsure. I, I share that in, on Facebook. I share the post on other other platforms, mm. just so that other people can get a, a taste of it. Uh, but decide what playground you want to be in. Mm -hmm. it, it's very critical. You know, decide the playground. But what's what's next? Well, I love podcasting. I love mm. interviewing. So I just started actually Thursday. Last mm. Thursday I have one. This Thursday I'll have one, uh, which is a podcast for beginners. It's a mm. webinar-based one-hour event. Mm -hmm. um, although it's part of my business model, so it is a pay a paid event. Mm -hmm. um, but that that that's the beauty of of entrepreneurship. You can look at the things that you're doing, right? Mm. And how do you incorporate that into your business model where it makes sense? I'm going to be mm. talking about podcasting, but I'm always talking about leadership because when you're a podcaster, you're, you're the leader. You're the basically yeah. the CEO of that podcast. Mm. And so I'm always giving out leadership tips and advice to help you generally. But in this case, we're going to be talking about specifically podcasting and the things that are required for that. So mm. that's one arm of it. I still continue to do my webinars and my personal coaching, which are uh, another extension of the business model. Mm -hmm. And so the, I'm trying to diversify the offering of the business in the realms of the things that I love to do. Yeah. Mm. And so you'll see a lot of posts uh, here recently that are geared towards the business, right? The, the growth and revenue generating part of the business. Yeah. Although I still continue to do, you know, tips here, tips there, a video here, a post there. Uh, I'm concentrating on the revenue side this year so that we can continue to provide the type of service that we're doing. Uh, yeah. If you're not in bringing in money, is the, is that server is going to stop sooner or later. <laughs> right. <laughs> For sure. And you don't just focus, or do you still reach out to the military? Do they reach out to, to you? Is that still a big portion of what you do? Or are you moving more into the private sector? Yeah. So I, I have, I, I mentioned I had three podcasts. All three. So I have Developing the Leader Within, which is my worldwide centered leadership development platform. Mm -hmm. That's to reach out to the world. And I have various guests from around the world mm -hmm. uh, okay. that come in and speak. 
my second podcast is military centric, military community centric. Mm -hmm. uh, that podcast is highlighting CEOs, business owners that are veterans, things like that. So I, I'm still involved heavily in the uh, veteran community and the military community. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, my third one is Aloha Friday Live. Obviously, I just mentioned how happy I was in Hawaii. Uh -huh. so I, I spent 13 years on Oahu. Wow. And I basically, I grew up there as an, a young, young adult. Mm -hmm. And so my Friday, that's a Friday afternoon where mm -hmm. I ha I take that opportunity in a very relaxed and aloha type of chill way, uh, <laughs> bring other leaders that may not be in the veteran military or worldwide space, right? More mm -hmm. local, regional, U.S. based mm -hmm. leadership. Okay. And, and, but all three of them are around leadership. And so mm -hmm. you're always going to get something uh, of some sort of education and growth opportunity through those mediums. And uh, yeah, and, and it's just a joy to be able to bring uh, the, the best part of leaders uh, to the listener. Mm -hmm. Nice. Well, yeah. I think that brings us full circle. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to add? Any parting, any parting gifts, Don Pardo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And may, maybe for those young guys out there who are just basically strug struggling to find themselves. I mean, I know Patrick said the military helped him, but for the young ones that are out there that maybe they don't really want to do military, but mm -hmm. they they have a purpose, but they're really struggling to find it right now. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that we normally do around those that are, are, are wanting to, like I said in the beginning, right? If you want to develop, hey, then, then we can talk. Hmm. So <clears throat> there's a program specifically for young leaders that are wanting to find their purpose and all that. I'll, I'll make sure to have that link for, for the show uh, so that you can share that. Okay. But they can go to that. It is a discounted because they're young leaders uh, for, mm -hmm. for them. And mm -hmm. I'll be happy to, to provide you with that link. Uh, for any of the other leaders uh, that are wanting to develop, uh, I tell you the first thing out of all the things that I can mention is awareness. If you mm -hmm. understand that where you are, you're not happy yet. And where you are, people that follow you are not happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a huge awareness piece. Right. If you know that, then the grown adult version of you should say, I either need to step aside from leadership mm -hmm. or I need to get up and, and be sharper, right? Yeah. Develop. Yeah. I need to develop. Mm -hmm. And if that's you and you are at that level of awareness, then by all means, reach out. We can work on what that looks like for you. Uh, in terms of, of uh, the monetary investment, because like I tell everybody, everybody should be invested in their development. Right. Some of it is free. Some of it is not. Yeah. And so you have to be ready uh, for that monetary investment. Uh, okay. But uh, you can reach out to me, triad leadership solutions at, uh, at gmail.com. Um, mm -hmm. Or you could just go to triad leadership solutions.com. And you can look at the different array of services that we provide and go from there. Plus LinkedIn, right? Definitely LinkedIn. <laughs> if, if, if you see me anywhere, it's going to be on LinkedIn. So just 
reach out, connect to Enrique Acosta Gonzalez. Yep. All three. Because there's I saw there's a ton of Enrique Acosta. <laughs> Enrique Acosta. Yeah, that's it. Acosta Gonzalez, yeah. A quick message. Enrique, I need your leadership superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we're going to leave it there, Enrique. And as always, thank you in advance. Just thinking and growing and learning and knowing and thinking and growing and learning and knowing. Yeah. Just thinking and growing and learning and knowing and thinking and growing and learning and knowing yeah yeah with thinking and growing and learning and knowing and thinking and growing and learning and knowing yeah with thinking and growing and learning and knowing and thinking and growing and learning and knowing, yeah, I was thinking and growing and learning and knowing and thinking and growing.